Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, yo! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting in a chair over here at this table, sitting over there at a desk across the, the room, probably nine feet away, Looking at her computer, mm-hmm. chuckling to herself. Mm-hmm. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's the producer of this program. She's Ashley Pickle. Quite an introduction. Thank oh, you. you know, I, I didn't say anything good about it. My you. desk appreciates the show. I didn't say anything about it. I didn't say anything good about you. No, you but know. it was very, it was It was like a, like a play-by-play guy. It was colorful, uh. you know? You well, added in the details, well, like the the white pants with the red stripe racing down the middle. Yeah, like that type, you know. I will admit that, like one of like one of the reasons that I, um, people know this. I'm a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. Eric Nadell is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's yep. their he's their play play guy. One of the best things he does every day is describe. He's just just the he paints you the picture on the uniform, mm-hmm. and it's like the red piping down there. I'm like that is that is extremely my my. Like, he used my to jam. come talk to our sports broadcasting class at North Texas, awesome. and it was. Awesome. That's the last time when I met Eric Nadell because Jared Sandler um, is a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he took me up in the booth, and it was him and um, it was him and da, 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 Eric Nadell calling the game. And this was about I guess a year and a half ago. That's the last time I was starstruck. Yeah, like that's I was like, oh, what you like? I don't like. That's how it was. I think I've met. I think I've met, like this is going to sound really weird, but like I think I've met enough people that like, and especially in like the football world, I don't get starstruck right. anymore. Like it was cool to meet Jimbo Fisher, right? And right. It was, it was cool Absolutely. to meet Sam Ellinger and stuff like that. But it's like I was like, oh, okay, this is just a guy, mm-hmm. you know, cool guy. But yeah, that was me. Eric Nadell was the last time I was starstruck. That was that was me with Craig the first time. Yeah, that we was, have video evidence of that. Yeah. <laughs> Today is Thursday, September third, twenty twenty. Eighty four days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand twenty two. One thousand twenty two. The number of times on base for Julio Franco in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. We're going to run through our week two viewing guide, viewer's guide, and it says Texas high school football. We're going to sprinkle in the college too. Just letting you know. Uh, so we're going to uh, let you know what to watch this weekend and how to watch it. Uh, we're going to we're gonna set up your whole weekend for you. How about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to hear, we're going to talk with the head coach of the Terrell Tigers. Uh, Coach Marvin Sedberry Jr. is going to join us. They came off a big win last week over Wills Point. Looked really good. Big game this week against Kilgore. We're going to talk with Coach Sedberry coming up here in a moment. Then we got the picks, my high school football predictions uh, for week two of the Texas high school football season. We'll round out the show with That's the return. It. Free money. or Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. I meant to say. <laughs> I meant to say final thoughts. Oh, God. Uh are you doing my job for me? No. Are you promoting free money? I meant to free say money. final thoughts. The the season the season premiere. I guess season premiere. We did one during TFT 1000, but like the, you know, whatever. Yeah, the, with the uh, Vikasliga. Yeah, the, with the Swedish soccer <laughs> uh, but, or Finnish soccer. But anyway, we will have uh, free money coming up here uh, in the back half of the program if you hang with us. Uh, okay. Week two of Texas High School Football is upon us. Week one of college football ostensibly is, is upon us. <laughs> kind kind of. of. There's like there's like seven games this weekend. Seven or eight. One of them's tonight. Or two of them are tonight. It's like 
Hold on, I have this here. I didn't realize there were games on tonight. There are. There are a couple called. There, the first FBS games are tonight. Well, that's exciting. Um, Central Arkansas is playing at UAB at seven, and then South Alabama is playing at Southern Miss at eight. So that's those are both tonight. Um, UA, the, the UAB game is on at ES, on ESPN three, and the South Alabama Southern Miss game is on CBS Sports Network. So if you want your college football fix, you can get it tonight. But there are another. I think there's there's another six games on Saturday, and then there's um, there's a BYU Navy game on Memorial or Memorial Day, Labor Day, which is on Monday. By the way, it's three day weekend. We'll be off on Monday. So oh really? Well, unless you want to do a show. No, you told me the other day we were doing a show, but cool. I guess we're doing a show then. No. All right. Pickles called it. We're doing a show. No. Anyway, here's your viewing guide. TexasFootball.com. We've got your week two Texas high school football viewing guide. Uh, we have 35 games for you to peruse. There are probably more. So if you if there's a game you have a link for, uh, send it to us at DCTF on Twitter and we'll add it. But we've got uh, we've compiled a list of video streams because, of course, for the first time in 2020, you can stream Friday night games on Texas high school football uh, across the state. Tonight... There's only one game to watch. You can lock in. Our friends at Texoma's homepage are going to be broadcasting the Anna versus Wichita Falls Hershey game. Anna versus Wichita Falls Hershey. That game going down at 7 o'clock tonight. You can stream that live on your device uh, however you choose to. Uh, also, you I, might get a uh, Matt Step sighting. You might get a Matt Step sighting. Uh, I will be honest. Both teams are 0-1. Um, Anna... I, b- I can't remember who they lost to last week, but it was not pretty. Um, Hershey lost to uh, Midlothian Heritage, hoping to get back on the good foot. I will tell you that Hershey is, l- is the computer thinks they are pretty big favorites. But if you want your high school football fix, there is high school football on tonight that you can watch. Um, there's only like four games tonight. Uh, Sepp mentioned it on like the road trip uh, in the first time we talked with him last week. But until 6A and 5A get going, Thursday and Saturday slates are going to be pretty thin. Simply because with smaller schools, they tend to have their own stadiums and they don't have to share stadiums. The reason that Thursday and Saturday games happen is because you've got multi-school ISDs that only have one stadium and they have to share it, right? So a lot to, a lot, it's a thin Thursday night slate, but if you want to watch, you can, you can turn on Anna and Wichita Falls Hershey. Uh, it's Texas high school football, so it's certainly better than Central Arkansas and UAB. Blech. Anyway. Um, Friday. So here's what I'm going to do with these viewing guide segments. I'm going to limit you to three, okay? there's We got like 34 of them on here, so find whatever game you want. So if you want to watch Godly and Mineral Wells, you can watch Godly and Mineral Wells. If you want to watch uh, Sundown in Sudan, sneaky good game, you can watch that. <laughs> uh, if you want to watch Harden Jefferson and East Chambers, you can watch that. Ozona and Wink is going to be streamed. Uh, San Augustine and Wascom, right? A lot of great, great games that are going to be streamed. I'm going to limit us to three because I'm going to assume you only have three screens. Okay, That's you have fair. a maximum of three screens. That's pretty if fair. If you are Johnny Ivory Tower over here, and you've got like a whole <laughs> wall like, of a... got like a whole Vegas uh, sports book at your disposal. First off, go you. <laughs> go you. Invite me over. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can just go and do whatever you want. But I'm going to limit you to three games. Okay. On one screen, I want you to turn on Iowa Park and Canadian. Iowa Park yes. and Canadian, good. this is a really fun game. Both teams looked really good for different reasons in Week 1. Canadian exploded offensively uh, with um, uh, Canadian exploded offensively uh, with their big win over Stanley West Texas in Week 1. Uh, now it's a 3A over 2A, but I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, Iowa Park, uh, I believe, shut out Holiday. 28 nothing, if I remember correctly. That is, uh, so you want to talk about the unstoppable force and the immovable object. Uh, that should be a really fun matchup. I think Canadian ha- could get really challenged. The mm-hmm. computer thinks, if you're interested in what what a uh, what a godless computer thinks, uh, they think it is. Where is that? Hold on. Um, they think that uh, Iowa Park is a four point favorite. Now Iowa Park is the bigger school. It's a four A division. That's a that's four A division two versus three A division two. But I will tell you that I think um, you should keep an eye on that. Um, that game. Uh, that's that's my first pick. My second pick is Gunner and Pottsboro. Gunner yep. and Pottsboro is going to be a really great matchup. We talk about it in the picks. So we'll, you, I won't spoil it, but I think that's a great game. Uh, two teams that looked really good in week one mm-hmm. running headlong into like their first big challenge of the, of the year. Uh, Gunner is pretty young at a number of key spots. 
Pottsboro kind of isn't, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, quarterback. They're going to be really solid with Braden Plyler, Tyus Lyons, or big wide receiver. I think this game's going to be excellent. So Gunner and Pottsboro is my second pick to what to stream tonight. And then, th- or tomorrow night. And then finally, on your big screen, put on Argyle Pleasant Grove. Uh, our friends at Texarkana Game Day have been saying, I think they got like six or seven cameras on this game. Yeah. It's going to be like a big production for them. Should be a great, I mean, it's a great game. It's a fantastic game. Uh, you know, it's the number, it's number two versus number two in 4A. It's number two in 4A Division One in Argyle, number two in 4A Division Two in Pleasant Grove. Uh, you don't want to miss that. So Pleasant Grove, Argyle. That would be if you're going to go try screen. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Except uh, also put on Fox Sports Southwest. Yeah, I should probably say that. So <laughs> only do two of them. Pick two of those three. Pick and the two other of one, those three, and then the on the big screen. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Um, no, here's the thing: get, com- get three computers and then the TV on Fox. How about that? Okay. Saturday, we do not have any Saturday streams right now. Now I don't know. I, I know there's only a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so that's going to be it's going to be uh, tough to come by. I will tell you that uh, Step is going to one of them, and then he's going to Overton, and um, he's going to Overton and Burkeville. And there he's are, pumped about that game. There are only one, two, no, there's only th- three games that week. Or in Carn City, Woodville, uh, Bruceville, Eddie Crawford, Norman G. Garrison, all scheduled, and then Overton uh, and Burkeville. Those games are scheduled. So, what I would tell you is here's your college football viewing guide for Texas. Mm-hmm. 3.30 on ESPN, you get SMU and Texas State. Um, that game's on e- big ESPN. SMU and Texas State on big ESPN. We are living in a weird world. Uh, <laughs> 6.30. The great thing is that all these are going to be kind of spaced out. Yes. Um, SMU Texas State has a chance to be interesting. We'll get that in free money. Uh, Houston Baptist and uh, North Texas kicks off at 6.30. That's, ah. on, that's on ESPN 3. By the time that game gets not interesting, if this game, if that game goes the way we think it is, which I think North Texas is a pretty big favorite, 8 p.m. is when Stephen F. Austin and UTEP kick off on ESPN3. So you should be able to, if you want to maybe put that on like the smaller screen and then put the big screen on UTEP and SFA, I think that's going to be the more interesting game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, so... We also have real fast coming in from Matt Stepp, uh Woodsville at Carn City is um, on Saturday, and it'll be broadcast on Texan Live. Oh, beautiful Texan! So Live. you do have a uh, you do have a high school before you, you get go. into that uh, the college. Watch Woodsville ranks. and Carn City on Texan Live. That's a great game. So uh, there you go. There are that's your viewing guide for week two of Texas high school football and the first week of college football. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get two magazines, including this bad boy. It's not a bad boy. It's a good boy. Um, uh, you get this magazine mailed to you. You also get the recruiting edition, which comes out in December, proof, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state, as well as great stuff on texasfootball.com, including uh, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, uh, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. One thing I'm going to start next week, I started kind of toying around with a like a formula of like ranking the quality of games. And so I am going to start uh, rolling that out. And I'm going to try to do like game ranks or at least top 10 games and stuff like that. Uh, because I know that there's a lot of people who are like big school fans who maybe their teams are not playing right now who want to find a game in their area. I'll tell you which games to go to. I'm going to start that next week. That'll be for insiders only. So texaswall.com slash subscribe. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 1-0. and Terrell Tigers, the undefeated Terrell Tigers. We're joined by Coach Marvin Sedberry Jr. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are things in beautiful Terrell, Texas? Man, we literally just walked off the field, so <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a great day. One day closer to game day. Absolutely. And and I, I speaking of game day, I want to go back to your last game day, which was uh, last week. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. opened the season with an emphatic fifty-three uh, nothing win over Will's point. Um, you know, last year at one and nine didn't go the way you were hoping for in your first year there at Terrell. Uh, walking off that field after that first game, how did it feel for you? 
it felt really, really good. You know, our kids, they've needed um, to see success. Um, you know, there's been so much that has, that's went on here just in the past really year, two years, and especially now with all this COVID and everything. We just needed something positive to happen, and we were fortunate enough and blessed enough to have something positive happen. Let me ask you, because I think I know it's early and it's been a strange off season. You haven't had as much time with your kids as, as you've wanted. Yes. Um, what did you learn about your kids on Friday night? Um, I learned that we're a little bit tougher than I thought. <laughs> um, I knew we were athletic. You know, um, we don't have much depth yet. We're developing it, but we don't have much yet. But what our kids taught me is that they'll get out there and compete. You know, we have 10 sophomores on our varsity. We only have 13 seniors this year. Um, but, I mean, the kids really got out there and battled, and they were they were locked in. And, I mean, I was really impressed with their ability to focus. Uh, we're talking with Marvin Sedbury Jr., the head coach of the Terrell Tigers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, um, this is a this is a program you took over at at, at one and nine last year. Um, it feels like you guys are moving forward. What do you think maybe is the biggest difference between that team you inherited, that program you inherited last year, and 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 the team you have right now? I think the biggest difference is that we had somewhat of an off season with them, and so they got to learn my personality, and I've got to kind of learn our team's personality because people don't realize kids here in Terrell really they've kind of been behind two off seasons because you know the first one we had the, the coaching change and I didn't get hired till May 1st was my official day of hire and there's only there was only 14 days of school left so you know basically they didn't have an off season with me and then this year you know we didn't come back after spring break due to COVID and so you know to me one of the biggest things that we've been able to do is just try to instill kind of what I've always believed in and that's poise pride class and discipline and kind of our hashtag that we're using is the tiger tough and you know that's one of the reasons I took the Terrell job was that you know Terrell kids were tough and athletic and they've always been that and they're still here here and so that's kind of you know we were going to embrace that and build on that i love coaches who run the wing t i think the wing t is great <laughs> i i'm i'm a i'm an unabashed wing t stan um how do you I, I always love talking with coaches about this because the wing t is not really predicated on making stars it's it's a it's a everybody does their small job and then we all win how but you know in a time where everybody likes highlight tapes and everybody watches sports center and things like that how do you get kids to buy in on a an inherently selfless uh scheme like the wing t well first let me let me say two things the first thing the wing t is simply that it's a formation you know people get caught up in that it's run oriented it's ground and pound but the wing t really is what you're you can kind of do what the defense allows you to do sometimes you can throw it sometimes you can run it um and it's actually it's more versatile versatile than people realize but as far as how do you get kids buy in i think the thing that you've got to sell the kids is being a team because in the wing t you can distribute the football it could be a receiver it can be one of your three backs it can be your quarterback you know and it's like hey you block for me i'll block for you and and i think that's just one of those things that over time the kids start realizing well wait a minute if i block for him he'll block for me and then it works and i mean when we saw that on display friday night and it was kind of funny because after the game the kids are like coach we saw it coach we saw it and they was like hey they were talking about hey, i have to block for you and you know we we motivate them with helmet stickers and things like that but you know football is still a tough old game you know it's still a tough game and i think it brings toughness to your team both offensively and defensively you guys were obviously you go out there and you pitch a shutout in your in your uh in, in week one you guys have not allowed a point all season i'm gonna keep saying that until <laughs> until until not true. That's a, let's just keep that going. Uh, what did you see from your defense this past week that 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 has you encouraged? high energy and running to the football you know one thing that i thought we did wrong last year is we were a little bit overcomplicated defensively we we did too much and so i told them this year what we were going to do is simplify it get lined up correctly and then run to the football you know i think sometimes defensive guys can can overcomplicate things and try to run all these elaborate coverages and stunts and all of that and i said let's just get lined up soundly play good sound football and we know we have speed let's run to the football and make plays and that's what they did this past week and i mean and they played at a high level I gotta go hats off to my defensive staff. They really did a good job of of getting those things done. You know, you you mentioned that you guys are real young. A lot of sophomores and juniors that are that are getting key key plot uh key guys that uh, key key roles rather on your team. Uh, one of the guys I know that you're really excited about though is is your senior uh, in Shane Harris there on that yes. on, on the defensive side. How critical is he to your team on a team that is that is so young to have that kind of senior leadership back there? I mean, he's probably one of the most impactful players on our team because of not only just his playing ability, athleticism, but his personality. Shane is like a great kid. I always tell recruiters when they come in, you know, 
I'd give him the keys to my house and wouldn't worry about what he was doing in there. You know, like there's some kids you'd be like, heck no, he couldn't come to my house, you know, but no, he's one of those kids that he can trust him. He's, he's team first, you know, he'll do whatever you ask him to. I, I'm going to give you a quick example. Last year during off season, one day I, I ran him up to me and I said, Hey, give me 10 pushups. And then he did. And I said, get back to your drill. So everybody's kind of looking like, what did Shane do? And then he goes back. And so at the end of practice, I said, um, at the end of workout, I said, hey, um, anybody know what Shane did? And I was like, what do you do? What do you do? I said, nothing. He did exactly what I told him. And I used him as an example of how he didn't talk back. He did it the right way. And he just he just did what he was asked to do. And I said, Shane, next time, if you ever do get in trouble, I was like, those are your 10 already done. you know. But it was just, I mean, he's that kind of leader. Uh, Marvin Sedberry Jr., the head coach at, at Terrell, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, I do want to mention a little bit about the offseason because it was, it was a strange one out there at, everywhere, but, but out there yes. in, in Kaufman County. Um, how, how did you go about in the offseason knowing full well that, look, toe's going to meet leather and there's not going to be any excuses then? How did you go about staying connected with your guys and making sure that they're, they're keeping engaged whenever you're not able to be in the same room as them? <laughs> man you know i probably called every head coach i had worked for or i knew and asked what they were doing but what we did is you know we kind of did what everybody else did we had a google classroom uh we posted workouts and then we kind of had what i call a team box and the kids had to post their videos and not only that they had to post videos for their person their position coach to uh see and then they had to post uh, videos for the team to see and it was kind of like a checklist and every day we kind of take role and we'd go down and say okay this kid got his workout this kid didn't and then we'd call him like hey you know football season's still coming i promise mm-hmm. you know it's gonna happen and so um you know it was just one of those deals where our kids just kind of bought into it a little bit you know and i mean you of course you had your stragglers but i think over time when people realize oh they are still trying to work out it, it got better and better and better over time uh, do we we in the media, we in the leering press, do we make too much of y'all's drop down to 4A? Because this is, you know, you guys were, were in at, at the 5A level. Uh, it, it, was, it was tough on y'all. We tend to think that I tend to look at it and say, all right, you know what, Terrell, moving down a little bit, early returns are positive. Do we make too much of it? Way too much of it. And the reason I say that is, you know, I, most of the jobs that I've had, you know, especially when you look at naming, we were one of the smallest six A's. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that at the end of the day, there's good football played in Texas at every level. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 6A, 5A, 4A. There's, to me, 3A. I mean, there's there's good football played everywhere. And it's about, you know, being able to coach, getting your kids ready every Friday night. And one of the things that I still think that I think the media misses is that, yes, we did move down from 5A, but we were already one of the smallest schools in 5A. So now, yes, we're one of the larger schools in 4A, but there are teams that are established. They didn't go through coaching changes. Their kids know, hey, this is what we're going to do, and, and there's expectations. And so you still have to build it no matter what classification you are. And so I, I just think that, you know, sometimes people overlook that. I mean, there's 4A teams that will beat some 5A, 6A teams, and there's 6A teams that, you know, dominate. And, you know, I, I think at every level there's teams that can beat to play up. And, I mean, we see that all the time. Uh, Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Uh, at, at RE St. John Memorial Stadium in Kilgore. Uh, it is going to be Terrell heading to Kilgore to take on uh, the Bulldogs. I, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan or anything, but <laughs> tomorrow – uh, when you're going up against Kilgore, what are you going to see across the field? Uh, we're just hoping for a good ball game. We know I, I respect uh, Kilgore uh, to the max. You know those guys; they look physical. I know they they came on the short end of the stick last week against Carthage, but they will by far be one of the most athletic teams that we play. They're huge on the back end and the secondary. They're big up front. They're going to present us a bunch of problems. So right now we're just like I told our kids. You know we're going to try to get better every every day and every week. And you know Friday's our test night, and we're just going to hope to stay in the ball game and maybe have a chance to play 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 good football at the end of the game he's marvin sudbury jr he's the head coach of the terrell tigers coach really appreciate your time congratulations again uh, on the big win last friday and go get him tomorrow hey thank you thank you so much appreciate it there he goes marvin sudbury jr the head coach of the terrell tigers joining us here uh second year there he he, he, he took that job there at, at, at terrell and you know look uh, wins have been a little bit hard to come by there at Terrell. You know, they, they, they went one and nine last year. Uh, the year before that, let me pull that up. Year before that, they were one and they were one and eight. Uh, they haven't had a winning season uh, since 2016. Uh, but things are trending upward, and and you know, I think that there's a there's a notion that they. Uh, this is one of those times, like if you want to, if you want to talk about a three-year plan for 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 a team, this feels like the perfect three-year plan team. Oh yeah, that you know, look, they took their lumps last year, mm-hmm. took their lumps, 
but dropping down a classification, I know, I know it's overrated, but um, dropping down a classification, playing a lot of youngsters, right? They're in a tough, tough district. Argyle, Paris, Melissa, Kaufman, uh, tough, tough district. If they start getting in there, flirting with that last playoff spot, flirting with a winning record, stuff like that, if they go out there, I mean, look, they're going to be underdogs against Kilgore on the road. They go out and have a good showing, start looking pretty good there. Then, like you, like to me, this feels like the kind of thing. Is like, all right, this is the this is the the hop, the skip, and then next year could be that jump with so many young right. stars. Yeah, on that get team. get to that winning record, and then after that, get a hopefully knock on wood, man. I can't believe they haven't had a full off season. You know, I that know. two years in a row that ain't easy. That so as soon as right. yeah, if you see a good little skip, like you said, to then make the big yeah. jump under a full off season, they'll they'll be this, doing well. This is one of those this is one of those programs to buy stock in and hold on to it because mm-hmm. it feels like because I think Coach Sepper is a terrific coach and I think that he's going to have those boys ready. Um, you know, like I said, I don't I'm not picking Terrell to win a state championship this year. But what I will say is I think they're going to improve and I think that's that's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on. So keep an eye on Terrell. A uh, big game tomorrow night against Kilgore. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Let's test if Pickle has a graphic ready because I forgot to put this on the rundown. Let's talk about the Whataburger Super Team. For the third consecutive year, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. If you have a player you'd like to nominate, go to TexasFootball.com and you can nominate them for a spot on the Whataburger Super Team. Uh, it is it is a really cool deal that we are honoring the best and brightest Texas high school football teams uh, across the state of Texas. Uh, starting in August, Dave Campbell's Texas Football gives fans the, uh, across Texas the opportunity to nominate players from their community to be on the name to the final ballot of 300 that will be announced in November. From there, the real competition begins. Voting will be on TexasFootball.com from November to December, putting the pressure on fans and local communities to will their player to the top for a chance to receive one of 40 coveted spots on the Whataburger Super Team. So, check that out. TexasFootball.com. We're in the nomination process right now, the Whataburger Super Team. If you've got a player that we should consider to be on the ballot of the 2020 Whataburger Super Team, go to TexasFootball.com and nominate them there. Week 2 of the Texas High School football season is here. There are 327-ish plus minus uh, games across the state uh, all over I predict every one of them. That's not true. I predict a good number of them. Thank God. And I spotlight a number of key (laughs) games across the state in the picks. Here is my week two predictions for Texas high school ball here on Texas football today. We're off and running in the 2020 Texas high school football season. It's week two. These are the picks. Welcome into the Picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here we are into week two of the 2020 Texas high school football season. We made it through largely unscathed in week one, and so our reward is more football. Continue doing your part. Social distance, wear a mask, and listen to those UIL guidelines. People, we all got to be in this together. As usual, this comes with a big asterisk. There's going to be changes to the schedule this week, no doubt, uh, whether it's because of the coronavirus or whether it's because of the weather situation down in Southeast Texas. So make sure you keep up with TexasFootball.com for all the latest news and notes around the state. We'll make sure to keep your schedule updated. In any case, we start this week in Grayson County. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jim Henderson Memorial Stadium in Pottsboro. It is a big-time 3A clash between the Pottsboro Cardinals and the Gunner Tigers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Pottsboro's offensive balance against Gunner's defensive discipline. This is going to be a really fun matchup because I think both of these teams are uniquely suited to challenge each other in this non-district matchup. For Pottsboro, quarterback Braden Plyler is back after leading his team to the state championship game last season. He's got a great running back besides him in Cooper Townsley. This is a team that can really beat you in a variety of different ways. Going up against Gunner, a team that I would describe as disciplined on the defensive side, Almost to a fault. This team is really, really sound defensively with linebacker Mitchell Brewer guiding the way. This is going to be a really interesting test because this is a hard gunner defense to confuse, and yet Pottsboro beats you in a lot of different ways. So 
Who wins out when you have both of these offenses and defenses that do their job so well? Key number two, how far has Hudson come? I'm talking about Hudson Graham, the quarterback for Gunner. And last year as a sophomore, he was pretty good. I don't think there's really anything you can complain about whenever he leads you to a state championship. He was very solid as a sophomore. But I think that there is another step that he can take, and he can truly become one of the best signal callers in 3A football. But he's got to make that step. Now, in the early goings, so far so good. Uh, the returns have been positive. He was razor sharp in their win over Van Alstine. But this is going to be a much bigger challenge from this Pottsboro defense. So we're going to get a gauge. Just how far has the junior quarterback for Gunner come? And key number three, time for a test. There's a variety of different methods as far as scheduling non-district games is concerned. Some teams like to load up with teams that they know that they can beat. Other teams like to go out there and get challenged. Well, this is going to be a challenge for both of these squads. And with all due respect to Nevada Community and Van Alstine, this is going to be their first real test of the season. Uh, they're going to be looking across the field and seeing a team that played for a state championship last year. In Pottsboro's case, they're going to be looking across the field and seeing a team that won a state championship last year. And so early in this year, after a strange offseason, with the first test now on the doorstep, who steps up to the challenge? Who am I picking? I'm going with Gunner. I think that the Tigers are able to go on the road and get a win because I think their offense is starting to open up a little bit. You know, last year it was a lot of that running game, and, and they've still got that. They're going to be a team that grinds it out on the ground, but they're starting to open up the offense around quarterback Hudson Graham, and I think that's going to make them even more dangerous. Not to mention their defense with Ethan Sloan and Mitchell Brewer should be one of the very best in a 3A. Uh, for Pottsboro, I want to see them take that next step forward defensively and continue to do what they're doing offensively, especially as quarterback Braden Plyler really continues to take that next step as a signal caller. If this game were being played seven weeks from now, the result might be different. But for now, I think Gunner brings home a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Forest Field in Hawley. It is a tantalizing 2A matchup between the Hawley Bearcats and the Hamlin Pied Pipers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Hawley's youngsters. Everywhere you look on the field for this Bearcats squad, they have youth. They have underclassmen, juniors and sophomores, doing the heavy lifting. Whether you're talking about wide receiver Aeneas Segura, who is just a junior, or you're talking about star running back Austin Crumpton, who's just a sophomore, or you're talking about sophomore defensive back Will Scott, this Hawley team is very, very young, and they don't look it. They look like a team that's ready for primetime right now. And so, early in the season, can these youngsters for Hawley step up in a big game? Key number two, Hamlin's veterans. And so on the other side, you have this Hamlin team that went all the way to a state championship game last year. They have played on the biggest stage, and a lot of those key components are back, including quarterback Braden Warner and defensive end Ethan Byerly. This is a team that is no stranger to big games because they played in the biggest one of them all. So early in the season, does veteran leadership and being there before matter? And key number three, starting fast. So in their week one win over Roscoe, Hawley left no doubt, 42-7 to at halftime, and they coasted from there. And that's kind of what you come to expect from a team that's really, really good. Hamlin, on the other hand, well, Hamlin kind of scuffled out of the gate. Only 7-0 at halftime against Stamford, and uh, then they went on to win convincingly in the second half. But if they do that against Hawley, Hawley can bury them. Hawley's got those types of playmakers that are going to be able to put them down and keep them down. So, can Hamlin start fast, or will Hawley start faster? Who am I picking? I'm going with Hamlin. I think the veteran leadership, especially early in the season, is going to end up being the difference in this game. I really think that Hawley's got a lot of exciting young stars, but I think that Hamlin, behind quarterback Braden Warner, has the edge in this one. Furthermore, I think that the Hamlin defense is really really cooking right now between Dylan Bell, Ethan Byerly, that whole defensive front seven looks really, really strong. I think a key for Hawley in this one is their senior quarterback, Xavier Rodella. If he is able to come through with a big game, I think this game could come down to the final moments. But for now, I think experience matters. I think pedigree matters. I think Hamlin brings them a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Hawk Stadium in Texarkana. It is a fabulous 4A matchup between the Pleasant Grove Hawks and the Argyle Eagles. And this game's got a lot of intrigue at the quarterback spot. C.J. Rogers at Argyle was just sensational in the season debut against Decatur, going up against Jalen Woodside, who takes over this high-powered 
Pleasant Grove wing T attack, but I'm a lot more interested in what happens in the trenches, specifically the Argyle offensive line led by Jack Tucker going up against Landon Jackson and this ferocious Pleasant Grove defensive front. This is maybe the best game in the state this week. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, but I do think that Argyle, because of their offensive balance, could bring them the win. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Indian Stadium in Jordanton. It's a 4A matchup between Corpus Christi, Cal Allen, and Jordanton. And I think there was a bit of panic from some folks around the state of Texas whenever Cal Allen dropped their opener to San Antonio Cornerstone. And I am not among those. First of all, I think San Antonio Cornerstone is a really good team. They're absolutely loaded. They're kind of a San Antonio all-star team. Uh, furthermore, Cal Allen was coming off of a week that was just horrific as one of their players, Gabe Cooley, was murdered uh, earlier in the week. It's hard to go out there and play a football game with that on your mind. So I don't necessarily put a ton of stock in that loss, but they've got to shake it off quickly because they are now up against Jordanton and quarterback Cole Andrews. This team is absolutely loaded. A Dave Campbell's Texas football darling around here. We are very high on Jordanton. That said, I think that Cal Allen puts it together. I think the defense comes through with big stops. I think running back Jeremiah Earls leads Cal Allen to a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Willie Williams Stadium in Bellmead. Big-time Waco area matchup as La Vega takes on Connolly. You know, we had some concerns about Connolly coming into this year because, look, it's a 4A team, and they signed four guys off to FBS teams. Uh, you don't just have that kind of talent drain and, and not feel the effects. Unless you're Connolly, apparently, because Kavion Gaither has led this team to new heights. This team is looking really, really good, looked fantastic in their win over Sunnyvale. Now going up against La Vega, who's probably just happy to have a normal, boring week, right? Last week, they had their game against West Orange Stark scrapped on Monday. They then have to reschedule the game with Port Lavaca Calhoun, who runs one of the weirdest offenses in the state, and they come away with a great win. Uh, this week is going to be a lot more straightforward. Running back Jarquay Walton was fantastic in week one. I think he's going to be fantastic again in week two, and more importantly, the La Vega defense is starting to hum. I think the Pirates come away with a victory. But those are far from the only big games in week two of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Columbus over Giddings. Give me Albany over Dublin. And Refurio takes down George West. Corpus Christi Miller beats Rockport Fulton. I like Thorndale to go to 2-0 with a win over Snook. And give me Midlothian Heritage to take down Lindale. St. Augustine wins their opener over Wascombe. Springtown takes down Graham. And I like Silsby to beat Jasper. Wall stays hot with a win over Cisco. Wellington beats New Deal. And I like Needville to take down Huffman Hargrave. Wink over Ozona, Sudan just barely over Sundown, and out east, big one. I like Gilmer over Henderson. It's the Polish Bowl. I like Fall City over Poth. It's the Kraut Bowl. I like Lindsay over Munster. And Uvalde beats Divine in a game that I don't think has a nickname. Trio of terrific Central Texas games. I like Cameron Yo over Belleville. Give me China Spring over Lorena, and Grandview edges out Salado. Keep an eye on this one. I think Canadian gets a scare, but they beat Iowa Park. And in our six-man game of the week, I like Borden County over Westbrook. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week two of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks on high school football predictions for week two of the Texas high school football season. Per usual, I can guarantee you I got at least one of those right. Do you keep up with those? Do you track them? No. No? Okay, I didn't. But I so. know that I got one right last Well, week. yeah, no, no, yeah. I know. I just didn't I have, know if I you... I have consistently gotten at least one right. I know you keep up with free money. I didn't know if you kept up with mm, No, with that's a lot of work. Yeah, no, that it's a, it's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. So... Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's the picks on YouTube and it's on TexasFootball.com if you missed it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. <clears throat> you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com has complete coverage. High school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. A lot of good stuff on TexasFootball.com right now. Go check it out. <clears throat> Final thoughts. That's Old it. men forget. We're done. Yet all shall be forgot, but he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Oh, Lord, then shall our names familiar in their mouths as household words. Dave the King, College Station in Austin, Lubbock and Waco, Houston and San Marcos. Be in their flowing cups freshly remembered. This story shall a good man teach his son. And Crispin Crispian shall ne'er go by from this day to the ending of the world, but we shall be remembered in it. 
we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that bets with me shall be my brother, be he ne'er so vile. This day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in Texas, now abed, shall think themselves accursed they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that bet with us upon free money that was the the glorious worst. return that of was free absolutely money. terrible it was henry the fifth you leave henry the fifth alone yeah ugh. it was a saint christmas that made speech. it that made the welcome into free money worse. welcome into free money uh our college my college football picks against the spread and that was so bad <laughs> look, i hated all of that you should really see Henry V. Henry V is great. <laughs> Last year, 62-53-4. The year before, 68-65-3. So I'm you got trending. worse. No, I got 60. better. 68-65-3. I was only three oh, games okay, above 500. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Two years ago, I yeah. was nine games above 500 last year. Well, let's So trending upward. Happen. No, it's... Trending uh positively you hate to see it we have three games this week there's going to be fewer games which means that the margins are going to be margin for error is going to be like this is going to be we're turning up the the um the the difficulty here but we have three games this week the first three college football games uh, in the state of texas happening oh on saturday we're going we're, we're going for oh and three how are we starting pickle we are starting with the first college football game in the state of Texas. It'll be SMU at Texas State, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. SMU rolling into San Marcos, favored by 22. Yeah, so this is our first look at Brady McBride, Texas State quarterback. And that's going to be fun. Um, I'm interested to see what the Texas State offense, which was stuck in the mud last year, mm-hmm. um, 121st in the nation total offense. What they look like with a new quarterback that there we've heard really good things about. We know from his high school days that he's really talented. Okay, there, there's that. Um, I think the receiving core for Texas State's pretty good. A lot of this comes down to whether or not Texas State is going to score. Because here's what's going to happen when SMU has the ball. Okay, is SMU going to score? SMU is going to score a fair amount. Like I, if 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 Texas State is going to win this game, they're going to have to outgun SMU. And it's going to have to be like, oh, Brady McBride's a revelation, and mm-hmm. they're able to get things going. Here's the problem, and here's why I'm taking SMU minus 22. Okay, The problem is that I think SMU's pass rush has a chance to be hellacious. Mm-hmm. And I think Texas State's offensive line, which has struggled with inconsistency, I wonder if they're going to be able to protect Brady McBride enough to let that offense cook. That's why I think... I'm looking at something along the lines of 48-20, something like that. 48-20, 45-21, something like that. I think it's close to there, but I think SMU rolls. I think I like SMU minus 22 in this one, even on the road. Um, I just think that they're a more polished product. I think Shane Bouchelle is going to be able to carve things up. Um, I like SMU in this one, uh, minus 22. And I, I hate... I hate going and taking a, a road double-digit favorite, but I think that this warrants it. So I'm going to take SMU minus 22 in the first game. That game's on ESPN, big boy ESPN, so you can turn that on on Saturday. What's next, Pickle? Up next for the second slate, it is Houston Baptist at North Texas, 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday at Apogee Stadium, and there is no line. So this is, one of, this is one of three games that Houston Baptist is going to play this year. And look, they have, if you're unfamiliar with Houston Baptist, they're a team that I think could have some success throwing the ball. North Texas' secondary last year was not great. Mm -mm. This year figures to be about the same, maybe a little better. But, like, they're not going to go from that to being, like, 2007 LSU. You know what I mean? They're going to be, like, the the, the secondary, I don't think you can expect a, a big leap in there. Uh, they but Houston Baptist has Bailey Zappi. They have uh, Ben Ratzlaff back and Jareth Stearns back. Houston Baptist has a little something. Mm-hmm. But the defense is bad. Yes. Defense is quite bad. And now, look, it's not like North Texas is going to, like, is going to light it up offensively. We don't know, right? 
They have not named their they quarterback They haven't named the quarterback. Yet. We don't know if it's going to be J- uh, Jason Bean or Austin Ani. Mm-hmm. Those appear to be the two finalists for yeah. the job. Um, they're probably both going to get some run in this game. Oh, absolutely. Um, look, I'm glad there's no line because I don't know how much... There's too many unknowns to go out there and predict that uh, like what the score is going to be. I think this could be kind of shootouty. I think it could be a high-scoring game. Ultimately, North Texas is going to win. So I'll take North Texas in this one. Because they're at home, because they're an FBS team over an FCS team. Um, they just have better depth. They have, you know, all these things. North Texas should win this game. North Texas is going to win this game. But this could get pointsy. This could get high scoring. Um, I don't know. And, Especially and beyond, once you start putting those backup <clears throat> defenders in to get them some work. And here's another thing. And here's another kind of weird wrinkle. We mentioned Houston Baptist is playing three games this year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. I was six to say, yeah, they're going to go all out. <laughs> let it rip. Everything you've got. All the trick plays, everything you've got, mm-hmm. let it rip. If this game's close into the fourth quarter, it could get really interesting. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I'm going to take North Texas to win. I like North Texas. Let's go something like 46-28. Something right. like that. 48-28, something like that. I don't know. I think, But North Texas wins. I like North Texas. And finally, Pickle. Finally, for the third and final game here in the great state of Texas, we've got Stephen F. Austin at UTEP, 8 p.m. Saturday. And again, one with no line. Whew. This is fun. I'm, I'm like, is this it is weird that I'm like super, probably most excited for this game? This is the game <laughs> I am most conflicted on like i am pumped for this game it could be an absolute dumpster fire Um, or kind of good so (laughs) man i don't know this game's tough this game's real tough to call because i wish there was a line on this one because look i don't (laughs) think yeah because look i don't i'll be honest i don't think stephen f austin is like a world beater fcs team i really don't I think they are a team that has a couple of pieces that are nice. But UTEP, UTEP's really bad. Like, UTEP's very bad. Um, and the secondary, I think, for um, UTEP, I'm sorry, for SFA, is decent. Mm-hmm. I think it's decent. And furthermore, like, what does UTEP do well? Like, what are we confident that UTEP is going to do well in this game? Like, not much. Like, I don't know. <laughs> here is here is the advantages for UTEP in this game. They are at home. That is a long trip. Long that trip. That is a very, very, okay. wow, yeah. Nacogdoches to, uh, to El, Paso. El Paso. That's about the longest trip you can do in the state of Texas. Say. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's a long trip. And they're an FBS program. That's about it as far as advantages are concerned. I will say this. I think this game is too close for comfort for UTEP. I think it's too close for comfort, but I think they do win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out on the limb and take the FCS over the FBS. I, I I'm gonna the, the the chalky pick is to take FBS over FCS. But there's a lot of reason to think SFA could win this game. Very conflicted in this game. I am gonna take UTEP. I'm going to take UTEP to win. I think it might be ugly. Mm-hmm. And I think they might, it might come out feeling like a loss. <laughs> but I think UTEP's going to win. I like UTEP in a, in a, in a, in, in single digits. Let's put it that way. If I don't were, think they win by 10. If you were wondering, it's right at 800 miles. So 11 hours in 38 minutes. And you've got to know that they're doing that on a bus too, which is going to just add that's I think to that. I think that if this game I'll be I'll be honest, if this game were in Nacogdoches, I might take SFA. But I'm gonna take UTEP. I think they're able to put it together. I think that the um I think that they're gonna be able to I think the biggest thing is that, that they are gonna have an advantage in the trenches. Mm-hmm. The offensive line and the defensive line are going to be just better than SFA. And that is going to be the difference. I like UTEP in a close one, but keep an eye on this one. This is maybe the most exciting game of the weekend. I think it is. (laughs) So those are my free money picks for week one of the college football season. I like SMU minus 22 at Texas State. I like North Texas outright against Houston Baptist. And I like UTEP outright against (laughs) SFA. So there it is, free money.
And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Most favorite. Final thoughts. Um, real quick, first four through the door oh, today yeah, was... Sorry, busy show. Yeah, it was a busy show. Uh, Phil Vaney, Andrew Christensen, Meese, and Alan Shepard. And, yeah, I think we've about covered everything today. So, uh, tomorrow, Mailbag Friday. Yes. All, so, any of those Friday. questions that we I didn't get to in the comments, I tried yes. to answer some of them, but any of the ones I didn't, ask them tomorrow. Mailbag Friday tomorrow. We will be answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, everything, um, here on Friday mailbag friday so come cool in i remember one other thing sorry ah, ah. <laughs> uh i meant it yeah i was saving this for the end of the show uh regarding our pre-show topic yesterday about boneless wings not actually being a thing saucy nugs yes saucy nugs thank you did you see uh wing stops tweet no. on that debate they tweeted out something yesterday it was something along the lines of if everyone could agree that boneless wings are a thing then they would start bottling their ranch which I'm sorry, man. I know that they're definitely saucy nugs, but if I could get Wingstop to start bottling that ranch, you have a ranch obsession. I have a big ranch obsession and their ranch is literally like the pinnacle of all ranches. So, so I might take back every hot take I had okay, and just agree no, no, to get that ranch. No, don't don't know. You've got to have integrity. I um, do. I love ranch. That's the integrity that I want to um, keep. <laughs> okay. So I obviously your pizza with ranch. Yes. I know you're cheese stick with ranch because you go to get your dumb mozzarella sticks yes. and Sonic. They're not dumb. Are you fries with ranch? Yeah, I will. You'll do fries with ranch? I like... You'll do wing- I mean, wings with ranch is natural. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll do fries with ranch, but a lot of times when I'm eating fries, it's something else. Like, if I have chicken strips, I'm going to put those in ranch or like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll get ranch and just kind of... I'm a big sauce person. You're I like just, to you, kind of... You like to be the multi-sauce. Multi-sauce. A big multi-sauce person. That's a great okay. way to put it. Okay. Never too much sauce. Never too much sauce. Anyway, sorry. Okay, now it's we're done. Be, <laughs> Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Terrell coach Marvin Sedberry Jr. for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. Thank you.